paranormal experiences don't really work to a timescale, and therefore, for the spooky season, and indeed for the whole of season 13, we invite you to listen to a dark mini-sode. Hi everyone, and welcome back to your little teaser episode in between our main episodes of The Dark Paranormal. This one should reach you the day after Halloween, All Saints Day. The word Halloween, of course, being a contraction of All Hallows' Eve. And I sincerely hope you and yours had a fantastic and truly chilling Halloween. But as we all know, for us, the paranormal is not a once-a-year thing. And so, whilst everyone else now starts looking towards Thanksgiving and Christmas, we remain firmly fixed on the darkness. And so, with that in mind, we have a couple of shorter true paranormal experiences direct from my old files for you to listen to today. Just to whet our appetites for episode 4 of The Dark Paranormal on Friday. And our first experience comes in from Karen. We moved into our current home about eight years ago. Totally normal, run-of-the-mill suburban home. Double storey and all the bedrooms are upstairs. The previous owners had some sort of shrine set up upstairs, on the landing. And as we are Christian we had some church people come out and bless the home. The upstairs had a creaky floor problem, so you always knew when someone was upstairs because of that noise. My room was at the back of the house, and if you turn left out of my room, it leads you down a very short passage to the bathroom. This part is by far the creakiest part of the floor. Anyways... At night, when everyone is in bed, sleeping, the floors would creak, expanding and contracting, probably due to cold or heat, etc. However, every night, at about the same time, I'd also hear what sounded like someone walking from the bathroom up that very short passage and stopped dead right outside my door. I sleep with my door closed, and some nights I'd be laying in bed, trying to tell myself it's just the floor creaking because of the heat. It just happens to sound like someone walking. I'd lay in bed, my heart beating, my eyes shut tight, wondering if tonight my door would creak open and this thing would enter my room. I had a few strange things happen as well. Like one night I heard someone open my drawer by my bed. It just opened and closed it, that's all, but in the middle of the night. I didn't dare look. I just kept praying to Jesus. Also, some nights, I'd wake up to a sweet smell in my room, like perfume. 
So this one day, my mum and I were talking and somehow we got onto the topic of ghosts. And I told her about my nightly experiences. My mum stopped and then laughed a bit. I'm not sure I should tell you this, she said. But then she went on to tell me that the first night we were in the house, she walked up the stairs... Now, my mum is not one to tell ghost stories. But she said she saw a beautiful woman walking the exact path I described to her. My mum said she seemed friendly. She even smiled at her and then disappeared. My mum also said she'd woken up to a rose type of smell in her room. And some nights... It would sound like someone was running on the landing. As a side note, my mum also used to wake up every morning at 3.30am. But anyway, even though she appeared friendly and nothing bad happened, it still freaked me out. So I would just pray to the Holy Spirit that it would cleanse the house and that we could live in peace. We haven't had any weird experiences for a few years now, and I don't know what it was, but we speculate that that mysterious shrine had something to do with it. Many thanks, Karen. Well, thank you, Karen. And moving into a new house and it's having some peculiar shrine is certainly not something I'd like to contend with. So a major kudos to both you and your family, because, as you say, although the spirit seemed harmless enough, I think we've heard enough experiences by now where causing a false sense of security is something out of the game book of a malevolent spirit. Not to say that's what it was, but if it gave you enough fear that you were laying shaking in bed, well, I think that's your own body's way of telling you you're dealing with something that maybe isn't all flowers and light. My partner is a complete sceptic of anything paranormal. However, she is a huge advocate of the book The Gift of Fear by Gavin De Becker. Now, although that book does not focus on anything paranormal and it's more about day-to-day -day interaction, one thing that it does hit home is how we should trust our own senses. These inherent warnings that our body has developed over tens of thousands of years, when they're triggered for seemingly no outward reason, they are very rarely wrong. Let's have a quick break to talk to you about Policy Genius. Now, we all like to put off life insurance talk because it reminds us of our mortality. But life insurance isn't about death, it's about life. It's about ensuring the lives of those you love remain secure and comfortable. And I'm sure many of you will think, well, I'm covered through work or I'm covered through my bank accounts. But believe me, you want to check those finer details because you may be surprised what you're actually covered for. And this is exactly where Policy Genius come into their own. Yes, we could talk about how Policy Genius is America's leading online insurance marketplace or how their award-winning agents will walk you step-by-step -step through the entire process. 
But the best thing about Policy Genius for me is they don't have a dog in the fight. They're not going to strong arm you towards one company or another. They've no incentive to do so. Their only incentive is to listen to your needs, scour America's top companies, and find you the best price. For example, with Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that begin at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options even offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. There's a reason why Policy Genius has thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot, and you'll find out what it is when you tick life insurance off your to-do list with Policy Genius. So head over to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you can save. That's policygenius.com. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Our next experience comes in from Mandy, and she writes, I grew up in a haunted house. Believe me, this is a true story. I'll give you a bit of a backstory. I was 11 years old in 1977. This was when my parents bought their first home. The house was, I believe, from the Edwardian era, although I can't be certain as it might have been late Victorian. I say this as all of the original features were still intact, such as a plaster rose on the front room ceiling and plaster cornices. The house was totally unmodernised, with no indoor plumbing and original fireplaces and single glazed windows. I always remember my dad taking me to the new house prior to us moving in, As he was doing some renovations, I remember feeling something on the first visit, but I paid it no mind as I really didn't understand the feeling I felt. It wasn't until the first night after we'd all moved in that I experienced something. I was due to start at my new junior school in year three. I believe it's called year five nowadays and had fallen asleep in my new bedroom that I shared with my little sister. I dreamt of two people arguing. One was a very aggressive male, the other a very timid-sounding woman. The strange thing is, I woke up with a high fever. That was just the beginning. So, as the years went by, I always felt like I was not alone like I was being watched. Then things slowly started to escalate. The experiences started small, 
Like hearing a piano that only played one note over and over and over. One memorable experience happened one Christmas night around the late 1970s. My siblings and I had all gone upstairs to bed and after some time I heard my mum and dad come upstairs and go into their bedroom. I even heard their light switch being clicked off. I must have fallen asleep as suddenly my sister, who I shared a bedroom with, woke me up terrified. She whispered loudly, Mandy, Mandy, wake up. Mandy, I can hear people downstairs having a party in the kitchen. Our bedroom was directly above the kitchen. I sat up and listened, and sure enough, she definitely wasn't hearing things. To my utter astonishment, I could hear people talking and laughing. I could hear the drawers opening and closing, rattling the cutlery inside, the cupboard doors opening and banging closed. I could also hear our back door squeaking open, and it sounded like lots of people in the kitchen were just having fun. We sat on our beds rigid with fright as we listened to all of the ruckus below us. After a while, we plucked up the courage to run down the landing to our parents' room and woke them up, shouting, Mum! Dad! Someone's in the kitchen having a party! However, they were having none of it and told us to go back to bed as it was probably just the neighbours that we could hear. So we would dutifully go back to bed, but we wouldn't go back to sleep, as the noise from below us was continuing. My sister who is much braver than I, decided it was time to go and investigate. So we crept halfway down the stairs and leaned over the banister to our right, and we were both half disappointed and wholly surprised to discover no one was in the kitchen, and the light was off. So thinking maybe our parents were right and it probably was the next-door neighbours, we went to bed, but the next morning we saw our neighbours and we asked them if they'd been up around midnight having a party and they said no, they'd not been up, they'd not had any guests and they'd all been in bed by that time. I think that was the experience that confirmed to both me and my sister that we were not the only family that lived in that house. Another memorable experience was when my family and I were in the living room watching TV together. Do you remember those days? The whole family would sit in the front room watching TV. It was probably around 1981 or 1982. My mum asked me to pop upstairs to her bedroom to retrieve something, which I was a bit nervous about as I knew there was no one else upstairs and the whole family were in the living room and I didn't like that feeling of being watched. But I am a dutiful daughter, if nothing else, so I ran upstairs to retrieve the item. And as I was about to descend the stairs, I heard a loud boo in my ear and immediately rushed down the stairs two at a time. I burst into that living room expecting to find one of my siblings missing. 
thinking it was one of them, and found everyone present and correct. My family looked at me and said, Mandy, you look like you've seen a ghost. To which I replied, No, but a bloody-haired one. Fast forward to 2002. I was grown up with two children who insisted I go to see a medium because they wanted me to be able to contact my deceased dad, who sadly passed away in 1980. Now I come to think about it as I recount this, it could have been my dad shouting boo in my ear, as he always used to joke that he would come back and haunt us all after he died. Could you please give him a mention in case he's listening? His name is Raymond, but people call him Ray. Except me, I call him Dad. Lol. Thanks. So anyway, as there was a psychic fair in town, we went along, and I eventually got to see a medium who immediately told me she had a message. Expecting the message to be from my deceased father or grandfather... You can only imagine my surprise when she said she had a message from a mother and a daughter who both wanted to apologise for playing pranks on me in my childhood home. So there you go. I had it all confirmed by a medium, albeit many years later, which is really gratifying because it stops me thinking I just imagined it all. Many thanks, Mandy. Thank you so much, Mandy, for that experience. What a terrifying thing to picture, especially in an Edwardian slash Victorian home. The idea of a party being had in an empty room reminds me of a personal story a friend of mine told me where they went over to the United States, they were invited to a very famous comedy store, and after a few drinks, they had to get their head down in the store itself. Now, as they lay asleep in this room, they heard a full-on party taking place next door. Deciding, what the hell, I may as well join, they pushed the doors open into this room, only to find the lights off, all of the chairs moved to the side, and the hall completely dead and quiet. Needless to say, within moments they were out of that building and trying to find a hotel with a vacancy. The name of the particular comedy establishment evades me right now, but I'll try and find out for next time. And so, until I speak to you again on Friday for episode 4 of season 13 of The Dark Paranormal, thank you for choosing to spend your time with me here on a dark mini-sode. And until next time, take care.